Hello and welcome back to the third season of Talk of the Trinity podcast. I am still just about Baz Barrett. You will be hearing from my co-host, Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest, later on. But you may have been wondering why we've been off the airwaves a little longer than anticipated over the course of the summer. It was because we were on an extended scouting mission checking out all of the potential European hotspots that Villa could be visiting during the course of the upcoming season. And we were also scouting for new talent to join us at Talk of the Trinity Towers. But for the first episode of the season, you are just getting the good old-fashioned Will and Baz experience. And because of that aforementioned scouting that has been going on, me and Mr. Forrest will be coming through the power of editing together, but we're not in the same room. But we do hope to be back together as soon as possible in order to be bringing you all the latest Villa news and hopefully going through many a Villa victory. But one thing you will be able to guarantee is always together, present and correct is our Twitter page at Talk Trinity, whereby we will keep you up to date with all the latest Villa news, previews, poll two, and uh, feelings after the game as well. And all the transfer news during the rest of the month as the transfer window remains fully open which is something that I would not recommend if you're in the UK at the moment due to the terrible weather we've been having summer is over if you're out for the two days I'm glad you enjoyed it but speaking of things we are definitely glad to enjoy the Premier League is back after a couple of months away, starting in a more usual time spot after the last couple of years where there's been, shall we say, disruption to the Premier League schedule. But fingers crossed, it will go back to the way things were previously. And first game of the season, probably one of the hardest games you could have picked, really away at St. James's Park, where we go to face our old friends, Newcastle United, who this season have Champions League football to look forward to. So good for them. And they have been continuing where they left off in terms of splashing the cash without looking like they've been splashing the cash, but still splashing it quite a lot. In terms of their summer transfer dealings, Harvey Barnes, linked with Villa, has ended up at St. James's Park. Liv Ramento from Southampton, injured for most of last season, has ended up there as well. And Tanale from AC Milan is the culmination of their big summer signings at time of recording. And last season, they were very defensively sound, apart from when they came to Villa Park. And they will be looking to continue that this season. Evolution rather than revolution, the order of the day at Newcastle. Eddie Howe still in charge, still support from the fan base at Newcastle. No real clamour for 
a inverted commas bigger name manager to replace them he has lasted longer than was anticipated when the Saudis took over so fair play to him I suspect their progress in Europe this season will dictate how long that run continues but from a Villa perspective at St James's Park last season 4-0 defeat historically have a terrible record at St James's Park we only seem to win when the opposition fight themselves on the field. But enough about Newcastle. We will be going to St. James's Park in a positive mindset after winning the preseason, because that really is a thing. We went through unbeaten, had a couple of impressive performances, especially recently away against Valencia and at home against Lazio, flexing those muscles ahead of European competition. And signings at Villa have generally been received very well. Yuri Tillemans, Paul Torres, and Musa Diabe upgrades to the squad and potentially to the starting eleven. Although slightly overshadowed this week by the news that Emmy Brundier out injured for the majority of the season. So looks like we will be dipping back into the transfer market. And with the first game of the season and a full pre-season for Unai Emery now under the belt, the question comes to how are we going to line up? How are we going to play? I'd say in terms of system, I wouldn't anticipate too much difference, but Will always likes to say you want two good players in every position and that is currently exemplified at centre-back whereby Tyro Mings, Andrew Conza, Diego Carlos and Pau Torres all jostling for those two central defensive spots. Martinez still in goal, have, if you saw Robin Olsen during pre-season you're very grateful <laughs> that Martinez is still there. Uh, Dinia has been playing left-back, Moreno suspicion that he will be the first choice once he is fully fit, as he was during the course of last season, once he acclimatised to the English conditions following his um, transfer. Jacob Ramsey, currently injured. Talk about his brother. Aaron Ramsey, perhaps going to Burnley with a buyback clause. Be interesting to see if that goes through and how well he does at Burnley if he does go to see whether we do exercise that. But apart from centre-back saying Dinya, you suspect, will play at left-back, Cash at right-back, Martinez in goal. Midfield, Dougie Louise, Camera, you're in there, you're suspecting they'll be the starting choice. Then further forward, McGinn, captain, revitalised looking to continue his form from last season. So I'd expect him to play Watkins up front. Do you throw Diaby in from the start or is he an option from the bench? You know, Maybe see how the game goes before giving him the full treatment of the Premier League. And with Bundir's injury, do you play Philippe Coutinho? 
he was almost an afterthought for a lot of the preseason because the expectation is was that he was on his way out and he was almost seen as an inevitability. But he could now potentially see himself in a more of an integral role than perhaps was anticipated even a week ago. You would see in terms of fitness has always been a big issue with Coutinho, whether he will be able to keep himself fit enough to have the regular football um, in the starting 11. So I, I would suspect he might be on the bench for this game, but him, Bailey, you suspect might potentially be competing now for one place in the starting lineup with the injury and potentially the wild card. Do you play Torres at left back? I mentioned it would be Dinya on the Villa website modelling his new number 12 shirt, Dinya, but is it going to be Torres at left back? Do you throw him in for his debut? at St. James's Park, which is going to be quite a hostile atmosphere. You know, I mentioned we were friends. They don't really like us very much. Spoiler alert. So, impressive pre-season, impressive signings. Coming to the prediction for the game, it's a tricky one. And been talking about the things you can always rely on on Talk of the Trinity podcast. My co-host would no doubt say, Negative Baz is one of the staples of this show. Pretty much 33, 34 of the fixtures in the season. You would be very comfortable in predicting a win. No doubt my co-host has predicted a win. And if you want positive will, then stay tuned after I finish my preview. But I think both teams will score. That's the one slight downside if you're going to nitpick in terms of Villa's preseason that defensively haven't looked the most robust, which was a change from the end of last season in the Premier League when Emery got his style of play fully implemented. Tricky one. I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle which is a controversial way to start the season, I know. But yeah, I just think in terms of Newcastle, they will be, you know, first game of the season. Don't want to go into the cliche if they'll be up for it. But I I, I just think it might take Villa a, a little while to get going, as in one week before our next Premier League game, where I'd say normal service will be resumed. But we will see in terms of predictions next week in terms of the home game. But speaking of normal service, that leads me nicely on to my co-host, Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest, who has also provided his thoughts on the upcoming game against Newcastle, which you can hear right now. It's time. It's time for the return of the Premier League. And yes, there's games on Friday. They may have already happened by the time that this is released. There's the games on Saturday. There's games Sunday, Monday. But the only one that we are interested in here is Newcastle United versus Aston Villa. 
And first of all, I think we uh, we need to sincerely apologise for not keeping in contact with you. We didn't even send a postcard. What have we been doing? Have we been that busy sunning ourselves that we've not been able to keep you updated with all the latest for the news through our Talk of the Trinity podcast? I think life's just got in the way a little bit, if I'm completely honest with you. However, we're back. It's Newcastle Villa and Newcastle will start with them. They've made some astute signings. Or have they? Marquee signings, maybe. Tonali from AC Milan. They've also brought in Harvey Barnes, who, for me, I'd have loved at the Villa. But you add those two to their team, especially with Alan St. Maximin going, and you think, oh, okay, well, these are going to do something next season. They're obviously adding quality and not just quantity to their squad as they push to go into the later rounds of the Champions League. But apart from that, they want a challenge for the title. They want to keep consistently getting Champions League. They're, they're there with Eddie Howe, hoping that they can continue, continue to surprise people. But is it that much of a surprise? You know, did they capitalise on the bad performances of Spurs of Chelsea? Well, of course they did. But they were also absolutely brilliant themselves. And speaking of another team who were absolutely brilliant that will be looking for Champions League football, top five, not top four, looking to go to the latter stages of the European competition at their end, and I talk about my Aston Villa. There are a million and one things that we can discuss that have happened in the summer from the new um, seating that's been put into the whole end to Monchi to the new club crest and the new kit, the away kit, magnifique. But we're not here just to talk about that. We're talking about this game. We're looking at who's available. Emi Buendia, obviously not available after his ACL injury and hopefully isn't a season-ending one because when we play Newcastle in the American soccer series... He was he was untouchable. His goals were great. The way he was moving and gliding around that pitch was magnificent. And you felt that he had a spring in his step. But we've got other players who will have to step up. There's obviously talks about Zaniolo coming in. Now it's going to be too late for him to play on Saturday. That I'd be looking more for, for the following weekend. But... You've got to think, who is that? Who is that? And why wouldn't you start with the new signings? Yuri Tielemans has been a class above. Nobody was saying that he'd be getting in ahead of Dougie and Kamara because of how great they played. But you never know. And you wouldn't be surprised if you saw him starting. Some of his passing is absolutely out of this world. We know he can score a screamer. He's been captain of his previous club. He's won trophies in England, trophy in England. And he's been part of that fantastic Belgium squad. We've also got Moussa Diaby. I mean, what a signing that is. What a statement. Over 50 million for him, smashing our transfer record. 
and then him coming in and scoring in two consecutive games. His lightning pace coming in off that right wing or playing up top with Ollie Watkins, showing that he will take the game. He will find spaces. He will get shots off. He will score goals. He will terrify defences. He will absolutely terrify them. And then, of course, my oh my days signing of the summer, and I think potentially the signing of the summer, Pau Torres. Now, I love Tyrone Mings, and I don't want Torres to necessarily come in and replace Mings, but when you look at the calibre, the class, the quality, the, the form, the things that he's achieved as a player, he's standing amongst centre-backs, one of the best in the world, Pau Torres joining Aston Villa is the biggest statement signing that we could have made, especially with Bayern Munich after him as well, that he wants to come here and help Unai Emery push for European glory and league glory. Says so much about the project that we are, and we have to be grateful to our owners as well for everything that they have done for us and for the signings that they're allowing us to make. Of course, We've got the same candidates as last year. No Alex Moreno, he's injured. Emi Buendia, we've just touched upon as well, who would be two great players in that squad, whether they get into the first team or not, when they're fit. But on top of them, you've got Cameron Archer, who it sounds like could be on his way out with a buyback clause in that contract. Would I do that? Only if we're definitely going to trigger that buyback clause. No point selling him and not getting him back because he will light the Premier League up with a run of games in the team and he will be fantastic. He will score lots of goals as well as him. And I'd love to see Archer on the bench at Newcastle as well as him. The biggest surprise from a current squad player over the summer has got to be Jaden Philogene Bidace and he's brought back the Philogene Bidace. Maybe it's because we get 75p a letter on the back of the shirts. But what, what, what an excellent summer he has had. And he should feel a bit discouraged in many ways if he doesn't get into the first team for the first game of the season because he's certainly done enough to warrant a start against Newcastle United. Okay, Newcastle will have a better quality of players than he's played against over the summer, except for the fact he played against Newcastle in the summer. But you know what I mean. That raw energy, that raw talent, he's the type of player that Liam from the Qatar Lions loves. Well, he does. He's got pictures and posters of him up in his bedroom wall. He's got one on his bedside table. Okay, that says it all. That says it all. For me... You look at this team against Newcastle and you think, what can we achieve this season? I think that we can achieve greatness. I would not be surprised if we finish second this season. Yes, you can laugh. I'll give you five seconds so that you you stop, so that you carry on listening to me. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, Fair, fair enough. I'd probably be laughing as well. I don't see why we don't finish top six this year, which is an improvement on last year. I don't see why we don't win a cup this year. I'd go for the European Cup. I mean, if I could get a trophy, it'd be a European trophy. 
over the FA Cup, over the League Cup. And I know I've never seen the Villa win the FA Cup. A lot of people haven't, but I'd, I'd opt for the European one instead. Now, with all that in mind, and we'll get to our thoughts about the Villa at the end of the transfer window, and we'll hopefully have some guests on as well throughout the course of the season, such as Russell, such as Connor, such as Dave. Um, this weekend, we have a very tough test and it's very much it's very much a let's see how far Villa have progressed test um, in the short space of time that Unai Emery has been with us and also having his first summer with us as well. Now, what will the team look like? What will the team be? That's anybody's guess. We've, we've seen that he wants to play out from the back, that he wants to get that free centre-backs in with one full-back pushing forward. He didn't try it as much last year because he had Cashe and Moreno, who both wanted to get forward. Um, but we've seen it with the signing of Pau, that that's what he's looked to do from time to time. Well, actually, in games. So let's have a look at the team and how we think we will line up. For me, Emi Martinez obviously starts in goal. We then have Matty Cash at right back, Esri Concer at centre back, Tyro Mings alongside him, and Pau Torres at that left back role to begin with. Now, that could change with Luca Dean coming on for Matty Cash and shifting Concer to right back and moving the rest of the defence across. Um, Kamara and Dougie Louise start in centre mid with Tielemans ready and willing to come on. I'd have John McGinn. Oh, I would have John McGinn on the right to begin with. I'd have Jade and Philogene Bidace on the left to begin with. And shout out to Philippe Coutinho because he's played very well this summer as well. And then you've got to say that Musa Diaby and Watkins up front, but with Diaby and McGinn rotating and with the formation changing as well as the game goes on. And I think with that team, with the purpose that we play with, yes, there's a couple of defensive uh, ricks still in there, but it won't be long till Emery irons them out. I think that we see us going to Newcastle without any fear, which I wouldn't expect anyway after last season. But I'm going to say that Newcastle will get a couple of goals. But we're going to go and get three. So I think it's going to be Newcastle United 2, Aston Villa 3. And that this is going to be the springboard to a fantastic season that lies ahead. So thank you for listening. I apologise for the lack of brummy tones over the summer from your friendly neighbourhood Talk of the Trinity podcast. We'll make it up to you. We promise you'll soon get sick and tired of us yet again. But until that time, just want to say cheers, Tar. Thank you very much. Baz is a team until he dies. I'm Villa till I die. Up the villa. <laughs>